I'm Nick Filardi. I'm Jason Thielbar. Welcome to the world's second finest podcast. Today, we're talking Batman Adventures 34, which came out June 1995. Hugo Strange has a headache, and he solves it by making it everyone else's headache. Jason, what did you think of Batman Adventures 34? I don't know. It sounds like the way I solve my headaches. So, you know. By making it everybody uh, else's headache? Yeah, pretty pretty much. I'm, I'm a precocious you're, little scamp. Yeah, you're a very generous person, Jason. Um, yeah. This is also the start of the only three-issue arc in this entire series. So this one up to 36 is, is its own arc with Hugo Strange. We had a two-issue arc with Scarecrow at one point very early on with Brad Raider on pencils. That was issue four and five before they had kind of really figured out what they were doing story-wise yet and had didn't have a regular team but yeah so this is kind of an event to see off the batman adventures like a little farewell thing so yeah. we'll see we'll see how it goes yeah yeah i really i really i really liked it though i mean it, you know we'll get into it more but it the 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 it being a second part just kind of shocked me and threw me for a loop because I, yeah. I was getting to like the last couple pages and i'm like how are they gonna how are they going to huh. wrap well, this that, up? Yeah. And I'm like, well, this seems like a really downer. Oh, oh, well, all right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, let's check out the other Bat books on the stands. Batman 520, written by Doug Munch, with art by Eduardo Barreto. It's fades to black. Bruce laments that black mask got away. Feels like he's been trying to put put that dude in jail for like three years now. <laughs> like literally since this podcast started, we started with a black mask story. He's just been on the streets, Jason, through all of the Asriel stuff, through everything. Black mask is just like, I don't know, doing crime stuff and yeah, do, do, doing black mask stuff, running through a mirror into a sewer. I don't know. Whatever. Fall in love with mannequins. Let's yeah, not forget exactly. the mannequins. Ex- yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, feels like he's been trying to put that dude in jail for like three years now. Batman beats up a bunch of goons in an effort to track down Black Mask, but can't catch a lead. However, this isn't so much a Batman book as it is a Bullock book. Now, is it a hard-boiled crime noir? No, Jason. It's a romance book. Kind of. Because I don't know if Bullock has a capacity for romance. However... He flirts with one of his nurses that was taking care of him while he was in the hospital. She doesn't take any of his shit, and she breaks his cigar in half. Only makes him love her more. Bullock tells Montoya that he likes this girl. She tells him good luck, and he says he doesn't need it because, quote, I'm a big man with a hairy chest and lots of aftershave, end quote. <laughs> it's very good, Jason. You gotta admit. It is, it is very good. Bullock on the date dunks on rem i guess it's true what they say everybody hurts sometimes oh i got that got <laughs> my that got my ha- that got my hackles up a little bit because i stand firm in my belief that rem is one of if not the but one of the best american rock bands ever so you know but you know 
given Bullock's age and the time, I'm like, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, fine, yeah. Fine, fine. He was, they were also comparing REM to the Beatles. They were saying that, uh, like, he was saying that the REM guys said that the Beatles were, were elevator music and that because of that, he doesn't like REM. And I was like, I don't, what is, this is like a weird axe to grind by Doug Munch right now in this comic. Yeah, yeah. I think that was all just, <laughs> a, it was a long road that Doug Munch had had started paving to get to, I want to hold your hand. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's yes. all it was. I think he just wanted Bullock to say a smooth line and he's like, how the fuck am I going to get here? How Wait a minute. I, how do I get here? Let's dunk on REM first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why not? They're, 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 they're not going to read this fucking book. They won't know. Yeah. Little does Doug Munch know that R.E.M. is a core listenership to this show. <laughs> oh, God. What, what if everybody hurts wasn't like a, a tender song to uh, uh, to to Kurt Cobain, to Michael Stipe's like good friend, you know, to try to like, you know, cheer him up. And it was really like he read this issue and was like, just and he was devastated because like, he was such a huge Batman crushed. fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just crushed <laughs> by Doug Munch. <laughs> <laughs> uh they go see a rom-com, but she likes action movies better. Perfect for Bullock. Bullock and his date get carjacked in the parking lot at gunpoint. Bullock goes to give the guy the keys. The carjacker thinks he's going for a gun. Carjacker gets a shot off. Bullock sees red and takes him down. His date, however, is gut shot. She dies in his arms. Meanwhile, Commissioner Sarah Gordon won't let Jim leave the force and instead suspends him, but keeps him on the force. And he's like, I don't have to take any of this shit. I'm leaving. Slams the door, breaks the glass again. Broke it last month, breaks it again this month. He continues to be in a dark place. However, he is starting to connect with Barbara Gordon again, which is it's nice to see Oracle. Yeah. Jason, yeah. what'd you think of Batman 520? I was really enjoying it. And honestly, the only thing I really didn't like about it you know, all right. At the top, I'll go to the things I like. I, I, I'm, I'm increasingly liking, uh, pissed off Jim Gordon. Oh it's man, just, it's so good. It's just so good. It's just you know, fucking two fisted, like you know, uh, yeah, ready uh, to fight at anybody and everybody. Nothing left to lose. No Batman on his side. No wife on yeah. his side. No police on his side. Just like pissed off. Yeah, yeah. Breaking doors left and fucking right. I think I was thrown for a loop because while I was reading this issue, I'm like, man, I really like how they're doing something nice for Bullock after him being mostly a punching <laughs> bag and like that's his character. And I was just, why? What what purpose does it serve that to she murder, had to die? Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Like just, they Jason, they fridged her. They fridged yeah. her to give Bullock complexity. That's what they did. Yeah. I, I did, I did not, I did not like that. I, I just, I didn't like just, it either. It was just wholly unnecessary. I mean, everything else about the book was, was pretty good. You know, yeah. the, the story, the story was really cute. You know, I yeah. like seeing Bullock being Bullock. Like I loved how he uh, got donuts and, and she's like, what is that for your date? And he's like, no, this is for after if it goes how my dates usually go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? and I'm like, man, I love, get, I love a person who will drown their sorrows in sweets. Okay. <laughs> like it's, it's just sure. It's, it's not, it's not great. It's not great for you or anything, but it's, it's 
damn way damn better than like yeah. drowning it in a bottle of whiskey. Yeah. Like, uh, drowning drowning your sorrows in donuts is something that i can definitely understand that is something i can relate with on yeah. a, a deep level a deep level yeah yeah but yeah, yeah i i'm kind of on the same page as you like this almost felt like a slice of life comic because i i kind of wish that it had less batman in it to be completely honest like i wish that they like the whole thing was just bullock going on a date kind of thing because I felt like the other stuff, they were like, well, we have to put Batman in it. He's beating up guys. And it's just like, I don't care about any of this. Get back to the date with Bullock, you know? Yeah. He's trying to find some love, you know? Yeah. Like, and yeah, he deserves and, it. And, we all do. Well, and, and like and, and something I think I've always enjoyed about the um, and I don't know if I've ever enco- encountered a version of Bullock that isn't like just so completely is completely self-aware. And I think that's one of the reasons why I've always, it's so easy to love that character, you know, because yeah. he's this like, you know, this slob, but he's like, yeah, I know I'm a slob and I know chicks don't dig me, whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'll try to go on a date, but get rejected all the time. Eh, it's who I am. I don't give a, I, I don't care. <laughs> sure, I'm not, I'm, not sure. you know, I'm like, man, hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> just be you, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. You'll either, You'll find someone or you don't, but you'll be miserable if you change yourself. Yeah. You know, enjoyed this issue. Yeah. But that heartbreaker. I miss Kelly Jones. Oh, man. Kelly Jones. Yeah. That was another. Uh, it was we're morning. We're morning. Yeah. Kelly, jo- Kelly Jones not doing this book. <laughs> How dare he take some time off? How dare he, Jason? Yeah. What the hell? Doesn't he know that people, what, 30 years from now are going to be yeah. wanting his art. Right. Ma. Right. Ah. Shadow of the bat 40 written by Alan Grant with pencils by Jean Paul Leone. Oh, Jason, Jason, you, you manifested this. This happened because you read earth X last <laughs> week. That's, I, that's how it happened. I, I really wish that was true because if I had that power, like every bat book you look at right now would be, Jean-Paul Leon art just yeah yeah you know it would, Bat- man if I had my way Batman would be only be drawn by uh Jean-Paul Leon David Mazzucchelli uh probably Frank Lee Miller, Weeks uh Lee Weeks uh even though it was only based off of like one sketch and a couple of pages but uh, uh Kaoshima Otomo you know of Akira yeah. yeah there you go there's your stable yeah that's it Th- th- those are all that should be allowed to yeah, I got oh god, I got so unreasonably happy squealing when I saw uh the Jean-Paul Leon art on this Yeah, book. yeah. Kind of shocking you didn't put Kelly Jones in there, but all right, we're gonna leave it at that. We mourned oh, Kelly Jones sh- and then you snubbed Kelly Jones like immediately. Yeah, well, you know what? Maybe you should get back on the freaking books if you just want me wow, to forget Jason. about him. I, I take back that part where I said you were a generous person. What what did you do for me today, Kelly Jones? All right. <laughs> oh god. The Shadow of the Bat Falls Upon Anarchy, Part 1, Prophet of Doom. Lonnie Machin, a.k.a. Anarchy. Mackin? Mackin? Probably Mackin. Lonnie Mackin, a.k.a. Anarchy, sits in a VR-like apparatus, giving him real-time schematic of the state of his brain and allowing instant self-control through biofeedback. It connects through his subconscious and allows him to have increased his brain weight by 40%. Jason, it's all nonsense. It's it's all nonsense here. 
I, in this comic book. I, I don't book. know, man. I, what don't, don't you don't, don't you watch uh, the the Joe Rogan podcast? I mean, he does that. Kind so of anyway, all the time. he gets hassled by his mom about it. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you have any ding dang friends, Lonnie? Lonnie takes a bat and leaves the apartment. <laughs> Meanwhile, I, I don't know how to pronounce this dude's name. Malaka, Malaka. Malaka, prophet of doom, is on television predicting, well, doom, end of the world stuff. Bruce struggles to repair his air conditioner without Alfred before getting out there as Batman. Robin mans the back computer to find out everything about the prophet of doom out of an abundance of caution. Anarchy suits up. He has uh, a hidden two-way radio in his bat and radio is a homeless man outside of the prophet's place. The homeless man says the place has a dozen armed mooks carrying crates of explosives before he gets captured. Robin tracks down the funding of the Prophet of Doom to Anarchy, all of which was legal. Anarchy made apparently millions of dollars doing big brain power trades on the stock market, all of it's legal. Anarchy exposing the corruption of capitalism by exploiting it. I don't know. Whatever. Who cares? Let's just keep going. Yeah. Um, Anarchy tries to save the homeless man, but admits he's in over his head with the goons, sends up a flare, gets Batman's attention. Batman tangles with the goons as Anarchy is subdued. Batman gets blasted by a beam from Malacca's chest. The evil eye. A homeless man, Anarchy, and Batman are all tied to a giant bomb that Malacca has built. Also, Gordon gets approached about running for mayor. Next issue. Anarchist Manifesto. Jason, what'd you think of Shadow of the Bat 40? Oh, I friggin' loved it. Oh, this oh, is this so is good. Like, Dude, the, it, the art is a is a banger. The story is a banger. Put anarchy in everything. Fuck yes. Yeah, yeah I'm you know, re- rest in peace, Jean Paul Leon. My God. Yeah, my man. God. Like, I was so shocked when 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 he passed, and I was so sad. Like, it is shocking and sad. More sad than I honestly like expected to to be, you know, because sometimes like, you know, when it's people that you don't know and that you're a fan of, like you hear that someone passes and you're like, oh, that's, you you know, sure. But yeah, his art and like I went on and on about like Earth X last week as you as you were going through the recap, I was flipping through the book again and I'm just like, you have you have no business treating us this nice. You know, like you didn't have to do all of this. Like this is this is just like this is like it's like every page is like showing off. Yeah, you know, it's a great way to put it. He didn't have to be this nice. Like, yeah, I was very curious because this is five or six years before Earth X, and Earth X looks like how Jean Paul Leon's work looks in my brain. You know. Yeah. When I think about John Paul Leone stuff, it looks like Earth X. It looks like Batman Creature of the Night. It looks like Winter Men. Stuff like that. Yeah. This is early stuff. And you can see like little kernels of those like hard blacks, those excellent, um, you know, uh, compositions of, of structure of the panel, like how he builds everything, how he leads the eye. All that's there. But he's doing less i don't know it's like less stripped down there's more detail in there like he's it's 1995 and he's like trying to fit in with artists like you know uh todd mcfarlane and you know all these other hot artists that are putting 
all these lines down on the page. And I yeah. feel like that's Mark influencing him. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's feel like it's like influencing his work in such a way where you get like 75% John Polion and then 25% Mark Silvestri. And it's this weird mix that is like just an absolute delight in the art. Oh yeah. Well, it has this like great sort of like, you know, and to me, whenever I see an artist do this, especially in comic books, I always in my head, like think it's more than likely a big uh, direct reference from, of, of Mobius, but like, um, Jean-Paul Leon's stuff, even this earlier stuff is just always, it's teeming, you know, it's just teeming with like, like every panel is just so yeah. like lived in. It's so there's all this like stuff like around it. It's like, I remember someone uh, saying once, like one of the beautiful things about uh, Cowboy Bebop was how the world such as it is, is like the characters are constantly walking through the larger world and like stuff is still just happening in the world while these characters right. are moving through it. It's not just this, this straight laser beam focus on the, the people you're, you know, the characters you're supposed to be watching. Like it's right. Like when they go into, when, when she goes into his room and he has that like crazy complicated, you know, brainwave thing. Right. Right. Like that alone would have been enough to draw, but he's like, no, no, no. got to throw some books over here. Got to throw Did some you like catch so sock over here. Did you catch that he had an anarchy flag pinned to the ceiling, the entire ceiling in that shot? Like there's all these little attention to detail things in that in that shot, like all the books. And so I was looking I was looking to see if John Polion drew different because there's a ton of books in that shot. And I was like, is he putting on anarchist titles in any of these books? So I was like zooming in, but he mostly just puts like little dashes or scribbles that are not like labeled or anything. But I was yeah. like, I was really hoping for like just a pile of like anarchist reading recommendations out of this panel, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, there'd be some Murray book, uh, Bookchin and some Kropkin. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, and also, did you notice that uh, on his bat, on the anarchy bat, it said, um, each man his own master yes yes which is dude. which is Fuck which yes. is actually a which is actually a bible quote but like still you know it's oh, very man like, it's so like, good i just love yeah oh god man yeah just just give me just give me nothing but anarchy book i'm good i know we've been saying it but i, I really have to i really got to look up uh on the app uh specifically written by alan grant how many uh anarchy stories like because man yeah. i'm i'm in it now like for sure, for sure. Anarchy gets two miniseries and I put them on our reading list down the line. And it's because the reason he gets those is because the character just is crazy popular at the time. So I don't know. I don't know if it's Alan Grant pushing for it or the character got popular or popular enough that they were like, yeah, maybe we'll try doing some miniseries and see what happens. But uh, I'm excited to read those down the line when we get to them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Might, Even if jump, we don't incorporate it into the show, I'll probably put it in the to read pile because I just want to read them. Yeah. So good. God, I love comics. Yeah. This this comic especially was very, very good. Oh. Detective Comics 687 written by Chuck Dixon, penciled by Graham Nolan with colors from a young Matt Hollingsworth. Ooh. <laughs> Pirates Ahoy in Gotham River. Captain Fear is Boarding and robbing the rich pleasure boats of Gotham. When the wealthy get robbed, 
the election year mayor gets irate. He lets Sarah Gordon, the new commissioner, know that she needs to get in touch with Batman to sort this stuff out. Bruce sees the bat signal go up for the first time in a long time while trying to figure out how to do laundry. Tim Drake is there trying to help him do laundry. It's very ridiculous. Uh, I lost my place riffing on the laundry. (laughs) Sarah gives Batman a lead. Batman and Robin get out on the high seas to go after the pirates. They catch up with the pirates. They fight the pirates. Batman disarms and equips a, a pirate sword like hook hand thing and then like goes to fight the captain. It's all like super cheesy, very comic books with a capital C. Though easily winning, Batman slips on some stolen pearls and gets dogpiled by the gang. They tie him up. Robin, in over his head, head with the first mate, uh, tries to exit towards the boat, accidentally falls, hits his head, gets knocked out, but he falls on like the, the I guess, what is it? Jason, throw me out here. It would, the it throttle, throttle, yes. The throttle from the boat. He starts boating away, unconscious. Who, where, who knows where Robin will end up? See you later, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> nice knowing you, Tim. Nice knowing you. <laughs> the pirates tie. I just, I just pictured him crashing and exploding. I'm sorry. Anyway, no, but when, the pirate. When, 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 I'm, no, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt again, but like, wouldn't, wouldn't it be like fucking hilarious if like this was like in this issue, Tim Drake dies, and like that's the way he dies. He just falls into a boat just and just it drifts away. It just goes boat. away. It's just the most anticlimactic death ever. It's he like, went, oh yeah, no, he starved out there. He, he just, just wakes up in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> Uh, it's just it, it's another it's a six issue arc of him just laying down in a boat for six issues. I just imagine really? imagine us imagine us at like, you know, the the top uh, top DC editors like it's like uh, Shark Tank. And we're like <laughs> sharks. <laughs> we have a proposal for you. Oh, my God. The pirates tie up Batman to a buoy and leave him for dead. Also, Montoya gives Gordon her blessing to run for mayor so long as he isn't doing it to get back at his ex-wife or women in general because a a woman is running for mayor against the current male mayor. Jim says no. It's about getting back Gotham. Jason, what did you think of Detective Comics 687? I really I really honestly kind of liked it. I really just despite like like super hokey, but very fun. Yeah. Yeah, these these pirates that like obviously this was before the show existed, but that remind me of the pirates on Venture Brothers, you know, yeah, yeah. where like they're they're playing dress up as pirates and talking like them, even though it's only one guy who's really into it. Right. <laughs> you know? I, got, I got the same vibe. It's like the captain, Captain Fear, he's that's Cap apostrophe N Fear is like very into it and the other guys are like well he's hired us for a job so i guess we're com- committing to the bit you know all right ahoy yeah. let's do this yeah yeah but yeah this this is just this is just good like you know it wasn't it wasn't great but like it, it is it is no. definitely a uh it's it's definitely a good good hokey you know fun you, you still get a little bit of that darkness at the end with sure. batman just being tied up alone on on a buoy yeah, I think that Shadow of the Bat 40, uh, drawn by John Polione, 
is like a comic that I will read whenever that that is something that's oh, timeless. Over over I would yeah. happily read it over and over again. This is a comic mm-hmm. that like Detective Comics 687 is a comic that I enjoyed reading. But like if I never read it again, that's fine. But it's like a good time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's it's one of those that like, you know, you you, you keep in the long box and you, yeah. you start flipping through and you go like, oh, am I going to read this? Uh, this is one I can. And you, you take it out and you go, you just kind of page. Yeah. OK, this can go back. I'm going to go get. Yeah. The, yeah. Oh, cool. You know, the pirate issue. I remember that. Yeah. 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 You don't throw it out, but you're like, yeah. Yeah. You want to start uh, talking some Batman adventures? Yeah, man, I'm su- I'm surprised we we were usually like three hours in before uh, we get to we get to Batman. To Adventures. be fair, Detective Comics six eighty seven was like pirates are here now. Batman's fighting pirates and like that's it. <laughs> so you know, yeah, we moved, yeah, that's we true. moved at a pretty quick pace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There wasn't a whole lot of meat on that bone. <laughs> no, 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 no. Batman Adventures issue 34, written by Kelly Puckett, art by Mike Parabek, inked by Rick Burchett, colored by Rick Taylor, letters by Tim Harkins, edited by Scott Peterson with associate editor Darren Vincenzo. It's the old gang, Jason. Mm. Richard Starkings of Comicraft isn't, isn't even here. We got Tim Harkins back. So this is the original lineup that happened at issue six, I believe, for a oh, long yeah. time. So this is, uh, yeah, this is the original lineup. Yeah, I'm so sorry that I didn't notice the change in in the letter. Huh. Well, now that we're now that we're re going over it, see if you can kind of pick out some of the flourishes of Tim Harkins over uh, Richard Starkings, because yeah, we lost some of the like little bat bullets that like uh, Starkings would put on the book. Yeah, that should have been more apparent to me because I did immediately clock how weird the uh, in uh, memorandum uh font like look to me you know right, right. so it looked I mean, not, weird you know, to me too it was tough it was tough to read it was a aggressive font choice yeah yeah which i dig i dig like you know like that kind of stuff is great for like titles you know it's like that's what you have yeah. those like for you know but it was just like yeah it just it wasn't a richard didn't seem like a richard starkings choice to me but you know right i dig it i dig it so hey that's why the cover of issue 34 features Batman getting blasted by some purple ray of some kind. He's wincing in pain. It's Batman in pain. Come pick up the issue. <laughs> we start with uh, we start with who is this? Hugo Strange, right? Yep. Last we saw Hugo Strange, by the way, was that terrible issue where he was getting like patients who are ceos and then giving them like subliminal audio tapes and wanted to kill like lucius fox for like no reason and then like robin was like oh i kicked him in the throat and but like we never saw the throat kick it's just robin telling us about it and i'm just like oh my god what is this book that yeah that was a mainline book wasn't it that was a mainline book right before uh the asriel stuff started so it was like okay hey we need like one or two issues. What do you got before we really start on the fun stuff and start double shipping? Yeah. So it was like, 
uh, I guess we'll do this Hugo Strange book. I don't know. Whatever. It's whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hugo Strange is uh, talking about how his headaches have increased in his in his diary. He's both in frequency and intensity. Uh, if this mysterious malady continues, I may soon be unable to care for myself. Uh, and he's he says, perhaps I should ask David to come and stay. And then he's like, you know, clutching his head in pain. He like. Falls out of his chair into the desk. Hours pass, you know, it goes from night to day and he kind of gets up. And he says, July 1st, I have an idea. And that brings us to act one. Charons, Charons, what is this, Jason? Uh, Chirons, Chirons, Chirons fee. I don't know what this is. Oh, oh, uh, Chirons fee. Yeah, because uh, Chiron is a um, it's a Greek. Um, I'm looking it up because I don't. Yeah, Jason, it's it not a, that I don't well, trust you. It's why it's why it was like you know a Chiron is like a loud a loud noise. So it was a yeah. Um, yeah, is he, the yeah, he was, ferryman, oh, ferryman of of Hades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ferryman of Hades. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so so like an alert. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So okay. The 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 guy who leads you across the river sticks. Yeah. 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 So all right, have... Kelly Puckett. Someone went to college. Jeez, rub it <laughs> in. Yeah, I went to college too, but we didn't do any of that book learning. We just <laughs> doodled, doodled Batman a lot. Still, still can't draw That's... Batman. Any. Anyway, no, nothing, nothing but for you. College was nothing but comic books and crazy St. Patrick's Day parades. <laughs> You're not far off. You're not far off. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we have him. We have Hugo Strange working at his desk. He's sketching out something. We don't know what it is yet. He's got an idea, right? So oh, it looks science fictiony. It looks science fictiony. We have a top down street level shot in which in which people are are singing rest ye merry gentlemen uh, i guess it's around christmas even though this issue came out according to the cover august so i i don't know an aggressive choice but 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 also speaking of like jean paulion showing off like mike parbuck showing off my god like on like, like that's what i thought yeah. when i saw this page i was like oh, all right man i guess like perspective doesn't hurt you like it hurts yeah, me every he's time doing, I try to freaking figure it out. He's doing one point perspective looking from like if you are standing on top of the ledge looking down of like a building at, on the yeah, roof. And, and there's people moving. Like, yeah, people are moving all around, hustle bustle on the street while carolers are performing. We slowly pan up. We get further and further away from the carolers until we see Batman's feet. He's on the rooftop. He's looking around and he sees some broken glass. So he's like, all right, clearly something's happened. He springs into action. Uh, grapples all the way over front flips through the glass, through the hole in the glass, and then is shocked. As someone off off camera says, surprised as they're lighting a candle. And it's Catwoman sitting at a fancy dinner. <laughs> I just, I just love though. I love, I, I giggled and I'm giggling now at, uh, Batman's little shocked face. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very um, adorable. On page it's like, four. Oh, yeah. Batman. <laughs> she says that window's going to cost me. 
but I think it was the only way you'd accept the invitation. He's like, you lured me here. Why? And she's like sitting in front of this like set table, ready to ready to eat and have a meal with him. And she's like, you're the detective. Figure it out. <laughs> it's so good. There's a panel of si- that is met with a panel of silence as they just stare at each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's always an easy gag with uh, the Batman, with, with the character, to just, like, have someone try to attempt humor with him and then have him stare back with, like, nothing. Yeah. Like, it, it yeah. always works, and I always love it. She wants to have dinner with him and dessert if she's lucky, or if he's lucky, is what she says. Catwoman thinks that they have a lot in common, and she, she's like, you know, why shouldn't we be dining together? And he says, because I am the law and you're not. And unfortunately, that's all there is to it. She's like, you're lost. And then he's like, uh, you know, maybe you could forget that just for a night. And he's like, if only I could enjoy your meal as he exits. Which reminds me a lot of the issue 13, the Talia issue again, where he's like, it, yeah, going on a date with Talia. And then is like, we got Batman stuff to do. And she's like, I guess, you know. <laughs> We got Batman stuff to do. I'm gonna every every time I have to do chores from now on. That's what we got got Batman Batman stuff to do. We got Batman (laughs) stuff to do. Sorry, I can't Uh, hang out, guys. I got Batman stuff to do. Oh, your laundry. To be fair, yeah, pretty much. To be fair, he is doing a lot of that. Batman is doing a lot of that stuff in the mainline continuity. Yeah, yeah. Laundry, (laughs) fixing the AC, like. Trying to get a repairman out there, like avoiding God. his warranty on stuff. Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't that be wouldn't that be great if like that's how No Man's Land actually happens? Like, you know, like Bruce couldn't be there to prevent it because he was trying to cancel his Comcast. So he's like, I don't care. I just want it. I just want it done. People like things are going to hell. It's like, where's Batman? He's like, I just I can't please. get off the phone with these mooks. Like, come yeah. on. I waited for an hour on hold already. I'm yeah. Not letting him go now. <laughs> so we get, we cut back to Hugo Strange. Uh, he is working on a device. We don't know what it is yet. His, uh, is met at the door by his ex-wife. Her account has been overdrawn. He's like, please just sign for the components. I'll get you all your money back. Like through nefarious means. Don't worry about it. The money is, is a lock. She's like, he's like, just authorize the overdrafts. And she's like, you know, uh, she's on the fence about it. He starts suffering from headaches again. She asks, like, what is he building? Is he building guns? And then she's like, she's like, he's like, no, it's not. It's not guns. He's like, just just let me build it and it'll solve out all of our problems. And she's like, all right. And then he goes, say and say hello to David for me. And he wrote David in the journal in the first panel as well and she is shocked she said david as she's like on the way out then we hit into act two jason hit us with act two act two filling in the gaps act two we meet again as batman says we meet again to catwoman who is in the middle of snatching a big old cartoonish diamond ring which is the only kind of diamond ring I love is cartoonish and not real because, you know, reasons. She is also like covered in jewelry. Like oh, she has yeah. been working this store. 
No, I know. I mean, hey, you know, you know, you're writing Catwoman right when she's just nonchalantly thieving because she yeah. knows she's she knows how good she is and she doesn't have to like she's like, Pfft. yeah, like, yeah, just just or and again, you know, much like a cat, like she's in she doesn't care how how much she gets caught, like she's going to keep on yeah. doing it like like my cat. She doesn't care how much <laughs> she goes on the counter how many times she gets hit with the spray bottle or or I, I catch her and put her in a timeout, which is just like, she just sits on my lap, but still it doesn't matter. Cat goes on. It's the punishment. This, yeah. This cat keeps on stealing. Yep. Just keeps on. Yeah, stealing. He says, he says, you've been clean since your release Catwoman. Why do this now? And she goes, it's Saturday night. And I didn't particularly like the book I started. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yep, that's Catwoman. Yeah, yeah. While while ta- yeah while taking the uh, the cartoonishly sized diamond ring and throwing the box over her shoulder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just love I just love that too. Just just while you know, just you know, in the middle of it, be like, yeah, I'm gonna steal, gonna still steal crap. And Batman, Batman grimaces, just like, <sighs> just so annoyed. And then the next panel, the color completely changes, and there's a fist or hand in front of his face this is weird this is weirding me out Nick. yep yep and all of a sudden there's a gloved hand and here's hugo strange like just saying you you should be unconscious this is impossible let me go and it whacks him across the face and batman gets up he's confused as all hell yeah really shaky word balloon like he's like not with it yeah. 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 And Hugo Strange grabs the perfect just bag of money with the with the dollar sign on it. I when I saw the bag of money, I thought of you. I was like, this is a Jason <laughs> Thielbar bag of money right here. <laughs> God, it's all I want. It's all I want. It's got to be real, though, is the thing. It's got to be real <laughs> when someone hands me a bag of money with the big old dollar sign on it. <laughs> and we're immediately at as as we just get just thrown feet first into this scene we see again another which i, I appreciate that they keep the uh the, this this sort of uh jerky quick cut action going because in the last panel on, on the second page as batman's looking up confused as to what the hell hugo strange is doing here running out of a bank and wait a minute what am i doing in a bank we see that it's security footage that bruce is watching at mm-hmm. uh in 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 <clears throat> in the back cave. And so he's trying to figure out what's going on. He's watching himself. He's with Alfred now, watching himself crash through the window. Alfred's like, well, you were hit by a you were you you were hit by a beam that erased your memory? I don't know. That sounds a bit way off. Like, you know, you could probably it was probably a concussion. And he's like, no, not with my background, which <laughs> Yeah. I dude, I really loved this 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 particular moment where he's like, oh, no, I don't get concussions. And I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like just, just like, all right, Bruce. All right, Bruce. And I'm sure you drive better after you've had a few, too. Right. Like <laughs> you've trained yourself. Yeah. He said uh, during my travels, I've trained in certain mental disciplines. Since then, concussions don't affect me quite the same as I'm sure Strange was surprised to discover. But I've been able to, with a few moments concentration, recall any memory in photographic detail. Any memory. 
I spent half an hour searching for these 15 minutes and, and then it's a shot of him and he's like nothing as if it never happened. But is it, it's a shot of him. It's the entire page. It's a, the, the tightest close up on Bruce's face and it's the entire yeah. page. You can't Nothing. get closer without going up his nose. Yeah. 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 Without, without going deep into those pores, you know, <laughs> like, man, I, I'm, I'm, I did really like this book, but like that, that close up was just, <laughs> it was, it was a little rough, especially seeing it, it like in an app, you know? Like, yeah, where you're like scrolling through and then it's just like, oh, wow, that's a lot of face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it made it a bit more uh, overdramatic than I think they were probably originally going for. Way to get that was, page rate, though. Very, very <laughs> chill drawing to get to get that page rate. All I got to say like my, it's like my favorite is when I would see uh, I, I forget. I remember laughing at it about it when I was a kid, but I can't remember the detail of it now. But I just remember uh, when I was a kid and I still bought and read Wizard magazine and there was mm -hmm. like and you know how the covers would so sometimes the cover would uh, fold out, you know? Yeah. And like there's just this big gatefold cover of Wizard magazine. And the only thing I really remember about it is I don't remember the characters or the artists or anything else, but it's just that like big gatefold cover, a lot of characters. But then, like, they were, like, in the sky or something. And there was just, like, so much of it taken up by someone's uh, hand that was, like, foreshortened. <laughs> and it's just, just like, it just three like, quarters of a gatefold is just a hand. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, someone was, someone was on a deadline and was just like, you know what, fuck yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's done. You didn't say how good it had to be. You just said it had to be done. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so Batman's missing his memory. What happens? Yeah, next? Bat Batman's missing his memory. Uh, back to Hugo Strange's uh, Hugo Strange's diary. Hugo's working on working on something, and there's apparently a a, a clock on it, and it's you know he's he's the it the the clock on this thing is ticking, and he's he's doing uh, these experiments on on a quartz crystal, mm -hmm. and and he's like. You know, as I fear, the quartz crystal has proven to be an inferior medium. I, I await the final results. How strange it seems to be now. The feverish race against time. The certainty of an unknown, unthinkable doom should I fail. I wonder, is this how it feels to go mad? And then explosion of the quartz that he was working on he's like well that was too weak i must find something stronger and what's stronger well we see this um uh, pretty pretty little lady staring at the the third largest diamond in the world with the head yep. of security who is just a a bumpkin who's very obviously getting taken by uh selena kyle who's yeah yeah Selena Kyle, using, by the way, like it's it's this is always a struggle for me with this book because she's like a blonde woman because they're loosely basing it on uh, Michelle Pfeiffer in the movies, the the first two Batman movies. Yeah. Um, so she's blonde, which I don't associate with Catwoman. And then 
on top of that, like they usually put Catwoman in these like slinky outfits and stuff. And in this, she's wearing like jeans, a rolled up button up and like a vest. And I'm just like. Like, what is this? What what are we doing here? This didn't well, it didn't read as Catwoman to me at first because I was just like, what? <laughs> yeah yeah well and as i've stated before on on the podcast the only time i will accept a blonde Catwoman if is if it's uh from the animated series or if it's michelle pfeiffer if it's yeah. not yeah either of those then eh but i don't i but now that i'm thinking about it i don't think there's there's probably no other blonde version of there's you've probably accepted all of them jason <laughs> yeah yeah, pro- probably, but you know, I I, I got to sound like a tough guy somehow, you know. And yeah, exactly. Good point. On, Good point. On this, on, the, on this comic book podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. We're we're in this museum looking at the the third largest diamond in the world, and Catwoman of of course is eyeing it, and she's uh trying to get in with uh, the head of security, and she's asking yep. him like, oh, I don't suppose you could uh, show me your security system? I can't think of anything more exciting. And he, of course, is like, well, yeah, if you promise not to rob the place, though. And, <laughs> oh, yeah, I just would, would never, never think that. Cross my heart and hope to wait. What is that? It's Hugo Strange just running in whatever raying people. I don't know. He, he's got yeah, a ray. He just started blasting. Like, yeah, just, just indiscriminately. Yeah, like like Frank Reynolds, but with a sci-fi weapon. He's just blasting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like So anyway, and, I started blasting. <laughs> yeah. And and Catwoman being Catwoman, whether she's wearing uh high-waisted jeans and a vest or not, deftly uh dives and flips out of the way as yep. Hugo Strange is just trying to clear the space to grab what he needs to grab, which is clearly this big old hunkin' diamond. And yep. he even even tells a kid to to stop blubbering. Stop blubbering, child. I think maybe I'll start saying that to my cat. Stop, <laughs> stop blubbering, child. You remember none of this, I assure you. So it is some sort of forgetting Ray thing. Which yep. I guess, you know, on one hand, like sort of good for hugo strange so i i guess i suppose the child won't have ptsd because it won't the the kid won't literally have a he won't remember. I, don't, I don't know how that's yeah i, I, I don't yeah. know how that stuff works i I'm, I'm not a psychologist but strange grabs what he needs and just hails hails a taxi and tell and tells him to uh uptown near gotham square and i really enjoyed this little scene there's such a cool oh, little so scene good. of uh of a uh, selena kyle slash catwoman you know, no, knowing what's going on, she she got out of there. She just like got it out, out of there and was like, well, this guy's going to steal the diamond. I guess I'll follow him. And as she, she's spying on him, hailing the taxi, she's pretending to, to do her lipstick. And we see two two circular panels as she yeah, she's writes got, down. She's got like lipstick. a compact. Yeah, she's got yeah, a compact yeah, that's and the, she's looking in the mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and writing it down on the lipstick of near Gotham Square corner of third and you know she's writing down the whole the yeah whole yeah address. i thought it was such a clever thing for her to just be like laying in the cut watching in the mirror and then using the lipstick to write down like where he's going it's so, it's just so clever yeah yeah and then the final panel is uh batman in in the batmobile uh 
getting some information saying, third and Buchanan, according to the shipping invoices, sir. Interesting. Let's see. Interesting list of components. Let's go see what happens when they're all put together. So we head into Act 3, Total Recall. Perfect title for this act, as we are dealing with memory. Yeah, and I got to watch that movie again. Oh, what a great Uh, movie. So we have Strange putting together the components to his device and Batman from off camera being like, why would a man want to remove his own memories? And then remove them, yet store them in a diamond. Why Strange? And he's like, leave me alone. There's no time. It's almost midnight. And Batman's like, what the hell happens at midnight? And he's like, good Lord, Strange. This isn't about your son, is it? As uh, he see, we see reflected in the glasses as Strange is having a headache. Catwoman going for the diamond. So they're, everybody's there. Everybody's there. And she's, she's like leaning in trying to take this diamond and she's got a little tongue out the side of her mouth like come on (laughs) well it's like it's like that thing that i read once where someone was like hey you know what it's your fault for for having a cat and setting up a christmas tree okay like there's all these shiny things (laughs) that make noise and you expect the cat that it's like you're insane right it's like right yeah she's she's it's your fault for having the third largest diamond in the world yeah like this is gotham you know Catwoman exists. If you have any Catwoman kind of large diamond. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it, this is the only time that it's right to victim blame, really. <laughs> so Strange uh, panics and tries to get uh, the diamond away from Catwoman and turns the machine onto her. But before he can zap her, uh, Batman jumps in the way to protect Selina. Selina's shocked by this and... Uh, Batman's just getting drilled by this machine and she's like, turn it off. And he's like, I can't, it's not responding. And uh, she's saying, you're killing him. And it has uh, a shot of Batman cringing in pain with the diamond in the foreground. And it's Batman's origin, the Mark of Zorro, the gunshot, his mother's pearls. A nice Kirby crackle in the background. I I will always be a sucker for the Kirby crackle, man. Yeah. So he's losing his memories and they're being stored in this diamond. Catwoman's like, turn it off. And she's like kicking the shit out of the machine. It explodes. She grabs Batman. And as she's like, there's this great panel where she's like, she's like, I got to protect Batman. And then she's like, but the diamond is also free right now. And she's like, <laughs> yoink. <laughs> cats are going to be cats, man. Yeah. As the whole place is exploding, they get out of there. Strange is on the street. He's like, help me. Is anyone there? We're here at second annual Gotham's New Year's countdown. Are you ready for the countdown? Strange is there. He's watching two, one. And he's like, no. And then he remembers back one year ago at the first annual Gotham New Year countdown in which he and his son were there in an alley. A man has a gun. He shoots as they're counting down six, five, four. And, you know, like the, the man, uh, his son gets in the way, puts it, pushes his father aside and his gun down right as the ball drops. And he's trying to not experience that anymore. This is the same David that was mentioned before in his diary and that he brought up to his wife when his wife was like, wait, David, 
before she was like ushered out of the room. So Strange is clearly like not dealing with this, thinks his son is maybe still alive in his darkest hours, you know, when he's like at his worst. So he's having a real problem with this and he wants to basically wipe his own memory of David out of his brain in order to give him relief from these migraines, these panic attacks, you know, whatever he's got going on. He's, he's a very addled man. And we end with strange thinking about his son dying in this alley and it cuts to him actually in the alley very gradually over the couple of panels. He's just saying, I remember on his knees in the alley to be continued. Oh, 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 what a punch in the gut. What a A real punch in the gut. After last week and, and, and Bruce being re-traumatized and then this week and, you know, Bullock not getting love because apparently like Harvey Bullock can't be friggin' happy. Yeah, (laughs) right. Just a just a you know, huge amount of trauma all the way around for these bad yeah. books this month. Yeah, I do. Though, though I ha- I have to say, I, I, first off, love the issue, loved it. Yeah. The only thing that threw me for a loop again, like I said at the top, was like, oh wait, shit, to be continued. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get like nineteen pages in, and it starts a flashback, and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah we're kind of far in for for a flashback at this point boys what's going yeah, on yeah yeah um but uh but man like do i have to really give it up for to to the crew for like i think pr- probably keying in on some of the best of like the show of the animated series where were yeah. the were the villains that were just so sad you know, right, right. so he like like I think that's why like Mr. You know like uh, Mr. Freeze is the obvious like. It's like yeah sure he's like gone insane and everything and he's hurting people but like you just like see him like on his knees like next to the glass case that his wife is in and you're just like yeah. oh oh gee. you almost want to be like, like oh yeah, sure yeah oh freeze as many people to death as you want man oh you poor thing you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah it, yeah. This issue is so good. Uh, I also really love that since this is part one of three, like they've planted the seed of like Batman's losing his memory. What's going to happen next issue? And also, I think that if it was just Hugo Strange and Batman and Batman loses his memory, it wouldn't have hooked me as hard. But the fact that they're looping in Catwoman and they're saying, "Okay, Batman's losing his memory. Catwoman wants to date him, but he can't because he's Batman. Like, what happens now? Are we going to get a version of Bruce that is no longer traumatized and is able to date Catwoman? <laughs> you know, I don't know. We're, we got to find out. We got to find out next issue. Yeah, yeah, no, no totally. I, I did. I did also love how uh, how uh, Catwoman saved uh, Batman. You know? Yeah, she just he's like. 200 pounds of just like beef and she just throws them over her shoulder well there, there is you know to 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 be uh because this is a comic book co- podcast so i'll be a little bit of a, a little little bit uh pedantic here but sure. there, there is there there is a thing called the fireman's carry which honestly like everyone should learn how to do because it's a way that 
you can you can pick someone up who's like way heavier than you or way is way more than like you can usually lift because of the way you uh, put them over your shoulder, like when they're on the ground, huh. the way you grab their arm and situate them on your shoulders. So you're not actually lifting like their entire dead weight. Now, it's not, you know, it's not drawn like that. It's just a comic book. But sure, there, there is a way that like, you know, like I'm a, I'm a bit lighter these days, but like there's a way that if I was just like unconscious on the ground and you needed to move me like quickly, like if you knew how to do it, like you could pretty easily, you know. Oh, yeah. Scoop, Grab you by the feet, up, drag like, you, have your head hit every single stair on the way down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I could move you. Yeah. yeah. Or I mean. I mean, th this is just in case anybody has to ever move me. Like, you just pick me up by the scruff of my neck like a kitten, and I just sort of, like, go like, eh. We need and to, the thing is, you got to look for a larger Jason to pick you up by the scruff of your neck. That's the thing. That's the real yeah, trick. Yeah, that's the, that's the safest way to do it, you know. It's, it is, unless you're a trained professional. By the way, it's it's Catwoman lifting Batman is something but it's no Dick Grayson with two grown men on each arm lifting them out of the alley as Barbara no. Gordon watches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And as <laughs> and how do you? Uh, I'm not going to go too far down that down that road, but I, I, I think that is one of my favorite just like scenes that knocked me out of uh, the suspension of disbelief because right. it's like how how are you able to do that right and be any kind of humble. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure, like, sure. Yeah. Like if I, that's, like that's if I, the key part is the second part where it's like, how are you able to do this and not talk about it constantly? Yeah, yeah. Or, or like show it off. You know, someone's like, yeah. oh man, we really need these two large keg, full kegs of beer moved. I, we might need a few. Got No, no, no. I got this. No, no, Just no. one hand in each of them. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, I feel like... We've brought that moment up a couple of times and it's a great moment because it's a it's a little bit it's a little bit hilarious. But I do think that that moment in particular is a really great illustration of like comics don't have to be real. And that like if we wanted to spend five panels like having Robin move the guys out of the alley, we could, but we don't have the space and it's not interesting. So who cares? He just lifted both of them like whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah, don't worry about yeah, don't worry about it. It's it is the great so, thing about comic books. It's yeah. Sometimes you just like need the story to move and you just want to get there and that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. To, and and it's it's just it's great. I mean, it's great though. To, it's great in the way that like you know, the 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 pirates issue <laughs> was great. Right. You, right. You, you know what I mean? It's like it's just so silly, but it's so much fun it's like not right. every roller coaster not every roller coaster you go on needs to be some the most insane like this goes so fast and you're gonna think your head's being taken off it's like no sometimes it's fun just going to a roller coaster that has like one loop you know yeah yeah it's like yeah yeah you're like that was fun that was fun speaking of one loop you want to hit the letters column? I don't know how they're related, Jason. I thought maybe if I started that sentence I could like figure <laughs> it out as as I went. But I have nothing. Do you want to hit the letters column? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll hit the letters column. All right. So you and I both kind of skimped on the letters column. However, it's only like a half a page this month. So I'm going to read a quick one 
right now. Dear Scott, finally, months after receiving recommendation after recommendation, I took home about 20 issues of Batman Adventures, which hats off. Like, to be like, oh, this book got recommended to me. I'll track down 20 issues of the Batman Adventures and read most of them in one sitting. With the exception of Mike Allred's Madman comics, the Batman Adventures is the only superhero comic I've read in years that recaptures the excitement and imagination that the genre held for me as a child. Simply put, if all superhero comics were as well crafted, we wouldn't have to do anything to compl- we wouldn't have anything to complain about. Keep up the good work. It's Eric Reynolds from the Comics Journal. Scott says, "Wow, high praise indeed, especially from the one place I never expected to get a darn letter." Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that hey, that that is that is pretty significant. Yeah, you know. to put Batman Adventures up with Mad Men or Madman is pretty great. Also, yeah, I should probably read Mike Allred's Madman. You've never? I've never. I haven't read it. Really? I've read barely anything Mike Allred has done. Really? um, Remember when I was telling you, I alluded to this, I think, on the podcast before, but there was a time in my 20s and 30s, a young man's game. A young Nick Filardi, just excited about the world, stars in his eyes, beer barely in his not gut, a pup. barely not a pup, whiskey on his breath. He would come home <laughs> from the bar, he would get on eBay, and he would buy some shit. And uh, I bought the full run of um, Ecstatics from Michael Reed. And, oh, hell uh, yeah. Hell yeah. And Peter and, Milligan, uh, right? I think it was Peter Milligan. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Um, and uh, something else, it girl and Ooh, yeah, it's like, it's like stuff he was doing after Mad Men, but was like still creator owned. Uh, yeah, I forget, yeah. What the, I forget what the other thing that I got from him, but I got Red it at seven. Maybe I love yes, Red yes. Rocket seven. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Red Rocket seven that. is the shit. So I bought all that while I was intoxicated and then <laughs> forgot I had bought it. And then it showed up to the house and I was like, oh, a present from drunk me. And then, uh, I was like, I'll read these later. And then I put them in a long box and then I played Call of Duty for the next uh, five years of my life. And then I met (laughs) Shannon and I still haven't read those books. (laughs) Oh, dude, those are those are those are such gems, man. I I cannot. They're sitting behind me, man. I got to bring them to a two read pile. They've been in the pile. man. They've been in the pile forever. Oh, I'm I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go through and. I haven't read uh, I'll read stuff in a, in a while, but he, I've always been a gigantic fan of his. He just did a oh. Silver Surfer thing that looks fucking dope, like a Silver yeah. Surfer Galactus thing that I haven't yeah. read. Yeah, oh, I love to read. I got it. that. Oh, I got that. Yeah. Oh, that one's that one's great too. Oh, I love fun fun fact about uh, Mike Allred. He's um, colorblind, and so oh. uh, I, I don't know if she still does, but throughout uh his early career and i think for even in, in bigger projects but his wife colored yeah all his work because like he just yeah. has trouble I, I don't i don't know what flavor of a uh, color blindness he has but he just you know would have to have trouble with it and be kind of insecure about it you know obviously and but sure. so his his yeah his wife would so it was like a, a husband and wife team that's great for, for that's cute. yeah 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 oh god i love love michael reed and then you and it was funny before you read the uh, the name and like, you know, where that letter was from, I was like, 
Madman as a superhero book? That's a weird distinction. And it's like, yeah, I'm like the comic journal. I'm like, little I'm like, yeah, all right. I'm like, no, oh, the okay, comic journal. Okay. The comic journal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love, love the comic journal <laughs> so much. Used to have a subscription for a long time. I might get a subscription again. I've been saying that for a while that I might get a subscription again. Yeah, I specifically. Specifically read that letter because I was like, these are your people, Jason. So here, here it is in the book <laughs> yeah. we're reading. Yeah, kind of these like frustrated nerds who still sort of like superheroes, but are still like kind of right. ashamed of it. But then also ashamed at being ashamed of it because it's a dumb right. thing yes. to be ashamed of. Like it's a complex emotional thing you got going on with superheroes. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to read. I, I was scanning the letters, too. I wanted to read one that I thought was like. I mean, because I don't think this kind of thing can be said enough, but I'll, I'll read the letter and, uh, sure, and the sure. response. As a, Dear Batman, I love your comic book, especially if Catwoman, Catwoman is with you. I also like Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. I have a figure review in my bedroom. Why is your cape sometimes a different color? Cassie Munsey, New Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. <laughs> it sometimes looks different depending on the lighting. If the cape's in a bright yellow spotlight... It doesn't uh, look the same as when it's in the dark or in the Batcave. Good question. Even Darren was confused by that. <laughs> it's pretty great. Pretty great. Yeah. A little bit of color so theory for you out there. <laughs> well, and I just love that this is obviously from a kid. This is like obviously from right. a little girl. And it's just right. like, yeah, man, holy shit. If you just have like a handful, you just need a handful of women characters. <laughs> oh, yeah. This little, yeah. this little girl, clearly a young girl, immediately gravitated Catwoman, Poison Ivy, and Harley Quinn. It's like, oh, that's me. I'm in this book. Yeah. Oh, look, co co uh, somewhat complex characters that are like, you know, uh, capable of doing cool things instead of just like standing there and being like, save me, save me. Like, yeah, yeah. So I can I, I can in the in the letters column, I can never get enough of that that praise that, that kind of praise because and, and yeah. also seeing that kind of effect too you know because right right a, a, any get get anybody into comics by oh any ethical way you can think of <laughs> uh i got one more it's a very quick one dear bat folk finally Burchett pencils gotta love it chris smith boston massachusetts scott said yeah you do <laughs> that was that was from uh Burchett, who's normally the anchor taking over on pencil duties uh for a couple of issues because Mike Parabak had some health problems. And dude, Burchett killed it. It was great. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit. I just noticed something. I I, I want to it's not a letter, but it's the bottom of the letters column. Um sure. Have a computer? Got a modem? Free DC Comics online starter kit. 1 800 203 2600 you just noticed that that's been running in every letters column for like the last like 20 letters columns. Listen, listen, what, what, what I make up for in, uh, in, in me not noticing things is, um, <clears throat> the ability to you, you could, lift a man over your shoulders. <laughs> if I knew how to do the thing that I described. Yes. Okay. Okay. The ability to lift a man over your shoulders after watching a YouTube video about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. You're not you're not gonna <laughs> die in the next okay, skip ad. Skip ad. No, I don't wanna put uh, all right, guess I'm never learning this. <laughs> I by the way, that DC Comics online starter kit, 
I've Googled it to like see what exactly is in the kit and I cannot yeah. find any images. If anyone ordered this oh. DC Comics online starter kit in 1995, I'd be very interested to know what came in it. This is this. <laughs> you just everyone, you just heard uh, Nick's uh, that that's the tone of his uh, insane collector voice. Because like <laughs> yeah, that's like yeah, because like that's the kind of thing he goes insane collecting over. He doesn't care about CCG cra- uh, grades. It's yeah, this weird this weird little thing well, that was. It, it's it, like okay, okay. It's DC Comics branding on like I guess like a CD. So I, they got to put it in a sleeve. Whose art did they put on the sleeve? Like these are the things I want to know. Like who is who is in charge of this? Like how did this get built? How did this get made? I'm I'm interested. I'm interested in the the human ingenuity that went into like we got to make a starter kit. What do we put in it? Like all that stuff fascinates me. Oh God, yeah, no, no. I mean, I'm 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 into that kind of stuff too, but I'm not into it in the way that you are, which is that I would be. I see that and I go, oh wow, that's really cool. I wonder what's in that. You see that and go, oh shit, that's really cool. I wonder what's in that, and I'm gonna do some work. <laughs> <laughs> to find it sure sure you know i did hit e- i did hit ebay after this and there's no good no good hits on this thing yeah 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 you want the stinger for the next issue yeah next issue hey what does happen next issue i i can't remember but i'm quite sure it's batman adventures 35 by kelly mike rick rick and rich with some help from that tie guy see you then scott peterson so he also says can't remember how i got here so he's obviously (laughs) he's riffing on the whole memory loss thing uh and i guess we're gonna get some ty templeton next time too which is great always welcome hell yeah bringing bringing in the crew pretty much it seems like yeah yeah give it to give a proper proper uh send-off shall we hit the two read pile Yeah, baby. As always, the two read pile is also featured on my YouTube channel. That is taking me a minute to think about what the name of it is. (laughs) YouTube.com slash Nick Phil. Jason's done that kind of a day. You can go to youtube.com slash Nick Phil and check out the two read pile. Uh, in addition to it being a video, I get to put like a little bit of art in there. So if anything you think like you might want to check out or you got a comment to make on a particular to read pile, you can leave a comment there. You can uh, chat with me there and uh, check out that to read pile. But for now, Jason, what are you reading? I um Still reading a bunch of things at once, as usual, but uh, a comic book that I'm reading this week that I'd like to talk about is uh, uh, Burma Chronicles by uh, Guy Diasel. I'm never sure how to pronounce his last name. Diasel. I know it's Guy. It's spelt Guy, but it's pronounced in the French way. He's a a Canadian cartoonist. He's uh, from Quebec. Um, Nice. Uh, it's called Burma Chronicles. So, uh, Guy, uh, I've read his, uh, uh, another book by him called Jerusalem. That's more recent than Burma Chronicles, but he's a cartoonist that has a background in animation and he does these travel logs because, uh, his wife 
works for Doctors Without Borders. So they go all around the world and to some of, you know, some not great places. Sure, <laughs> and, yeah. And, uh, and, and this country is Burma, which, um, or more uh, known as Myanmar now. Burma was its colonial uh, name, but they refer to the country now as Myanmar, the military dictatorship that's uh, still in there. Um, but it's just this beautiful, uh, beautiful little book that, well, I shouldn't say little book. It's quite thick. It's got some pages, but Guy's, uh, art style is very much in a tradition of, uh, wonderful, uh, European style cartooning, uh, very yeah. French, which, which isn't, which isn't shocking, which I actually thought he was just straight up French for like a while. Cause this is yeah. translated. It is, it is, does come out in French originally. I mean, he is from Quebec, so it's, you know, sure. Yeah. 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 Primarily like, um, but no one would fault you for thinking that this guy was from France. Yeah. 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 But, but obviously like, you know, huge influences from, uh, uh European, uh, comic books on him. And, um, but it's a, it's a, it's like a, a travelogue memoir and the way it's usually, uh, uh, written is it's about two to three page pages of, you know, just different events, different stories. They have uh, a child. So it's him and a small baby in this like terribly poor country that's run by a brutal dictator, uh, military junta, you know, uh, mm -hmm. which is what Myanmar is while his, his wife works with one of the most necessary and uh, just beautiful organizations in the world, doctors without borders. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's it's just really it's it's always really well done. The other book of his that I have looking at my shelf right now is uh, Jerusalem when uh, they had went to you know Gaza and the West Bank. Um, nice. And it 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 does uh, touch on some of the politics, like you know here and there, but most of the time he just sort of uh, gives you like the facts of what's going on. But what's really interesting is his interactions with like the people on the ground and these like impossible scenarios that are really hard to sort of imagine you're you know i can't imagine Absolutely. what it's like living under a brutal military dictatorship and what's always so fascinating to me is like there's so many people that are just like yeah like they know what's going on and they know it's not great but it's just yeah the humdrumness of life sometimes they're yeah you know sure get sure buy gotta, gotta, gotta go buy some food gotta go you know like, yeah well whatever it is um is is really is really funny too. Like um, his humor is great. Uh, he's great at showing himself as this like sort of like confused, uh, but also like you know he's just like man, I'm just a cartoonist slash animator, and like you know he'll be at these like parties with his wife, and he'll be like, okay, uh, diplomat works for the WHO, works for doctors, <laughs> well, works for this other. Oh, another doctor doing more volunteer work, and like. I uh I draw comic books and watch the baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um but it's just um I I really highly highly recommend it. It it's it's a different version of I don't know if I've talked about on the show actually before but of uh Joe Sacco who is one of sort of like the founders of like journalism comics essentially is the way it is. Hmm. Uh I'd recommend like Safe Area Go Gozerad I think. He did a lot of uh reporting work uh about uh the uh the Czech Czechoslovakian war uh that went on huh. during the 90s um and which is actually how as a young as a really young Jason uh 
part is part of many things that kind of radicalized me, you know, and really got me yeah, into yeah. uh keeping up with those kinds of things, you know. Um sure. and and this is in that vein that's not exactly journalism, you know, uh but but it yeah. is not it is nonfiction. Uh but yeah, uh Burma Chronicles by uh Guy DSL. Dude uh published that by sounds great. John and Quarterly. It, it looks like a drawn and quarterly book. I was like, that's a D and Q. It is. It is. I, I, I love, uh, I love how, uh, there's, I love it when comic book publishers become like, uh, record labels for me because of like the way I would like create sure. big and stuff. And if I would like find yeah. a record that I'm like, I'm not sure. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'd flip it around and be like, Oh, these people always put out pretty good stuff. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take a chance. You know? Whatever. Yeah. 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 You know, they've never stood me was, wrong. I uh I have a drawn and quarterly anecdote in a minute, but I do want to say before I get it, are are you finished? I, I don't yeah, want to step yeah. on your feet. Oh okay, no, okay. no, no, no. I think uh, I think I think I got it. This book sounds great. Uh I'm definitely gonna get it at some point. Uh man, we need another drawn and quarterly warehouse sale. Cause I gotta I gotta oh. dip into their catalog again. At any rate, at any rate, that's besides the point. I frantically texted you when when I saw the Drawn and Quarterly Warehouse sale. I was like, neck, Oh neck, yeah, neck, absolutely. Neck. And and absolutely text me again when it happens. But uh <laughs> so there's actually there's a series of drawn and quarterly books that I have my eyes on. I, anyway, anyway, the point is this. Um I played some this isn't necessarily anything that I've read, but I played some Back for Blood with uh my buddy Cam and Boykes on uh, Twitch on Thursdays. I've expanded from doing just Fire Emblem on on Sundays to on Thursdays doing some Back for Blood as well, which is a uh, first person shooter zombie survival uh, game. It's very fun. It's very Left for Dead. If anybody remembers that old game, um, a lot of yelling, a lot of <laughs> accusing accusing other players of shooting them. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. However, Cam always does every year. He does a uh, drive on his channel. He's he's got the bigger channel out of the three of us by far um, where he does uh, a drive with all these incentive goals and he streams for 24 hours uh, oh, nice. for Doctors Without Borders. So, oh, uh, cool. yeah, yeah. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Ilion underscore I-L-Y-O-N underscore. Good dude. Worth a follow. Donate to Doctors Without Borders because they are maybe like one of the only decent charities out there doing like real honest to God, like, oh, yeah, great well, and, things for humanity. And so badass too. so bad. Like they, they go into places where they know that like it does not like people don't like they go into situations where like it doesn't matter that they're like, hey, we're just doctors and we're not. They're like, yeah, that it it's yeah. So support them yeah. when, when and yeah. however you can. Back for Blood was a lot of fun. At any rate, <laughs> I read uh, The Baker Street Four is what I read. I which is a Euro comic that uh, got translated into English. It's about it's it stars the Baker Street Irregulars. There is a, a video that I don't know if it's fan made or publisher made about like introduces all the all the characters i'm gonna run that now my name is holmes sherlock holmes the great detective you've probably heard about my exploits i know london inside out but when i need to lead an investigation in the notorious east end 
I often call upon my young assistants, the Mavericks of Baker Street. Meet reckless cat burglar, Tom. Hawkeye Billy, the sleuth. And Charlie, the sharpest tool in the shed. Not forgetting Watson, of course. Their cat, not the doctor. Together, they form the Baker Street Four. Let the adventure begin. It stars the Baker Street Irregulars. They are a counterpart to Sherlock Holmes. So in the regular Sherlock Holmes stories, he would rely on a network of, like, homeless. And in this book, they kind of, like, riff on that, and they're, like, homeless kids. I think that I don't know if there were kids in the original Sherlock Holmes stories or not, but in this one, it follows three kids, this uh, hot headed Irish kid, a uh, kid who wants to be like Sherlock Holmes. So he's like kind of the analytical one out of the out of the group. And then a girl who's dressed up as a boy in order to like not get fucking, you know, treated like a girl in turn of the century london <laughs> yeah yeah and then also a cat named watson who like helps out every once in a while ah. and it's like it's so they go this first book the first volume they go on uh two adventures and it's mostly kind of an adventure book not really a mystery book like i thought i was going to get into some mysteries but there isn't really a whole lot of like clues and then solving it's like you know the first one is uh one of the girls that one of these kids likes uh, gets abducted and is potentially abducted into prostitution and they have mm. to like go bust it up to figure it out. Yeah. So that grimace that you just did where you were like, yeah. that made me, that moment was like, okay, who is this book for? Cause it's like starring children and a cat, but then it's like people fucking die. Jason, the second story has to do with like the Russian czar's secret police like and refugees and speaking your mind and like there's murder and i was just like i was like on the one hand it's it's very like kid focused with these like wacky kids like doing their mischief and on the other hand it's like i'm worried about my girlfriend because uh she's 14 and she's being like locked into prostitution <laughs> is it, it well it's european Right. Yes, the comic book. It is. Yeah. So so like I I think it's like that. I think this is just our, our American sensibilities, because don't forget that like something like um, hell, remember, uh, I just think about a lot of like Japanese anime and comic books that have been like just so like run through the American uh, uh, censorship. Uh, uh, sure. You know, sure. Lens like like famously Man, that still uh, happens. Yeah. Like famously, Sailor Moon had a, a you know, had a, le a couple of lesbian couples on it but like i, I think uh one one pair was like villains but in the american dub of it like when it originally aired they were cousins which made <laughs> some like scenes like really weird that they had to yeah, try to explain away some problems to explain away for sure yeah yeah and so and so i think i think maybe that's just like i mean to be clear i do think it is really dark for for a kid's book but maybe it's more like maybe this is more of like their sort of like ya level like i don't think like right you know they'd be like handing right. this to an eight-year-old but maybe to like a 14 year old be like yeah sure. hey here you yes. go yes you um, know here's gonna be some dark stuff so uh as just a heads up to anyone uh thinking about picking this up 
Uh, first of all, first of all, it's fucking gorgeous. Like painted all the way through. It's it's gorgeous, Jason. It's gorgeous in a way that makes it hard to read. Like it's almost like too pretty because you read panel to panel and it's like the artist wants you to linger on every single panel. It turns into like drowning in content that's beautiful. You know what I mean? And I say that as like you might you might hear that as a non-comics reader and be like that's all co- that that's not a complaint, that's a feature. But like you need to like come up from for air every once in a while. You need like the action scenes need to be feel quick. And like if you're rendering every background, you're drawing every person in every single scene, it doesn't feel any faster than anything else. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it's just like one it's like one long guitar solo. Like but like right. for like like, you know, 30 minutes. The artist is expertly talented expertly but needs to just chill every once in a while that's my that's like that and the lettering are my only two complaints let me talk to you about the lettering the lettering and this is this is my drawn and quarterly anecdote so i was complaining about this lettering in a discord and someone was saying that like uh drawn and quarterly will re-letter and re-balloon every single translation they do and they will, they are committed to get it absolutely correct. This is not drawn in quarterly. <laughs> the human This is, uh, I believe, Insight. Yeah, Insight Comics, which wow. I hadn't ever even heard of before this, before picking this is up. It, I don't even know how is this it, is. It is, al- is it album sized? So the, the, the book first itself? volume that I got is tiny. And then the second second third and fourth are like almost album sized okay yeah I, i'm i'm such a sucker for uh for an album sized european comic like if you're yeah. going to translate a european comic and if it was originally an album sized i know this is specifically for me and it doesn't really work in the uh american market i'm sure uh, an editor or publisher mm-hmm. would like you know roll their eyes at me but my god am i such a sucker for just an album size of yeah a European comic. If you get this book, try to get the larger edition. I ordered from Amazon and I got a small one for volume one and then the large ones for uh, two, three and four. Haven't read two, three and four yet. Read the first one. Um, let me talk to you about the letters. So I was complaining about the letters in a discord and somebody was like, oh, yeah, drawn quarterly, you know, redoes all the letters, uh, adjusts them, translates them love and love care and attention and i was like i think i got i think i got spoiled by drawn and quarterly in reading their translations because i bought a bunch of stuff in their warehouse sale like you were saying and i i've read a lot of their translated stuff and it all reads really great and then i read this and i was like oh no because it's like they're not balloons they're squares and then the tail that comes out of the square and like, I don't care. It's square. That's fine. As long as it's legible. But then the tail that comes out of every balloon looks like a fucking EKG meter. It's just like all over the fucking place and it's super thin and it comes to a point. So like half of it is just a line. And then all of the backgrounds are so busy 
Like the world is so lived in. The guy is drawing and painting everything. Like, so when the balloon is all over the place and then half of it is just a line, I'm like, I have no idea who's talking. Like, yeah, <laughs> is yeah, the dog in the foreground talking? Yeah. Is the, the people in the background? Is it like the window? Are they inside the place or the outside? I don't know. Cause it's, yeah, it get, gets lost in the noise of it all. Right, right. Yeah, man. Uh, but other than that, I'm sure if you're watching on YouTube, you're seeing the the pictures that, I, that I'm putting up of the book and you're like, holy shit, this thing's gorgeous. And it is absolutely gorgeous. It it's kind of suffers from the same thing. Um, I brought uh, Delilah Dirk, uh, oh, the yeah, Turkish yeah. Lieutenant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those books, first volume printed a little dark and then all the other volumes printed perfectly. It's the same thing here. My first volume that I had a little bit dark, a little hard to see some stuff occasionally. The artist adjusted, fixed for volume two, three, four. I'm excited to read more. It's adventures. It's fun. It's light. Kind of. Yeah. And and like, <laughs> I don't know, it's linked to the Sherlock Holmes stuff, which I kind of like, like uh, so Sherlock Holmes they kind of debrief Holmes about like what's happening in London at the end of their adventures. And usually Sherlock Holmes is away. Like he's, and he's away on like famous Sherlock Holmes stories. Yeah. So he's yeah. like out of town. And then the criminal element is like, Sherlock Holmes is out of town. We got to get all our crimes in. And then these kids get wrapped up in it. <laughs> well, as so, far as, as far as I know, I, re I remember reading this somewhere once, but I might be way off on it. Cause I've never really been in this world, but, um, sort of one of the original uh, 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 progenitors of fan fiction was Sherlock Holmes fan, fan fiction because uh, not that Conan Doyle really meant it to be, but like there was something weird with the copyright where like it wasn't copyrighted or at least like for a while. And so like people huh. would just start like, or like, and, and like sometimes like, I think there was also a cliffhanger in like the original books for like a long time where like you were like Holmes was dead and, and fans didn't like that. And I think he came yeah. back in a later book. I, I don't, but like, but in, in, in the interim though, there were just people who were just like, well, I can just write and publish this because like, you know, it's not, it's who not, cares? The yeah, of the yeah, it's not copyright. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I can like do what I want with it. And so like, apparently like that's one of like the first sort of like fan fiction uh, things was Sherlock Holmes. Heck yeah, because, public domain. Love to see it. Oh, oh, goddamn right. Everything should be in the public domain. So the Baker Street 4 Volume 1, it's written by J.B. Dejean and uh, Oliver Legrand. Art by uh, David Eteen. So uh, yeah, check it out if you get a chance. Uh, if, you, if you like Sherlock Holmes stuff, if you like uh, books like Black Sad, you might like this. It's in the similar vein of like quality, you know? Um, oh yeah. Black not, sad. Black sad goes hard. I got to read black sad. Not oh, quite black. to the level of black sad, but like scraping up against it. I feel like. So yeah. yeah. Is it, is it, is it like, again, like I was, like I was saying earlier with the uh, Jean-Paul Leone on the, on the main show for, for those watching of like, man, you didn't, you didn't have to do all of this. Like you didn't have to right. give me all these yes. gifts. Like, it feels but, like that. Thank you. But it's especially it's especially. 
like I mentioned that he, they draw everything in it and that can be a lot when you're reading it. However, like when I read a lot of books now, especially like mainstream books, indie books, um, I'm not going to name names, but there was it's it feels like people are stepping away from drawing a lot of backgrounds, especially mm. now um, in American comics. I mean, manga's always been light on backgrounds, but American comics, especially, I feel like not a lot of backgrounds, not a lot of complex, interesting backgrounds. Um, that Jean-Paul Leon yeah. book, an exception to that, of course, because he drew the fucking shit out of that. But like, if you're wondering where all the backgrounds went, they're in European comics. Pick up yeah. some Euro comics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Pick up some European comics. Pick up some. Everyone would do well to pick up some. Uh, pick up a, a European comic and pick up a uh, a Japanese comic, but pick up a manga that isn't one that maybe you would usually read. You know, like get, go oh, for yeah. a, I, a, a weird one because the, the, I that's always you, love. I always love trying out manga like I, there was just um, this is, I guess, apropos of nothing. But like I'm on a I'm on a mailing list of like older professionals. It's funny. We're at we're at an age where it's like we're computer literate, but we're also now kind of old. So it's like, am I on TikTok? Fuck no. But like. So this mailing list, this pro mailing list is a Google group of like my age and older pros. And then like I'm in a discord with like my age and younger pros. <laughs> so it's like kind of in between both worlds. Anyway, the point is, is that they were like, hey, did anybody has anybody have any manga recommendations? And it was funny because these are like all old pros that read most of their comics in their 20s. And they're like. Oh yeah, Lone Wolf and Cub, Akira, uh Nasca Valley of the Wind, like stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm like, let me tell you about Dan to Dan. <laughs> let me tell you about Chainsaw Man. Let me tell you about Spy X family, you know, like <laughs> let me and uh, yeah. Well, I was gonna say, let me tell you about like when because when they were saying like, you know, like Akira and like that, like here, here's my recommendation from quote unquote old school manga, or at least old school in America manga. One of my yeah. first and still favorite, and I'm going to reread because I just got the Viz app, Ramna One Half. Oh, damn. Yeah. You got the Viz app? Are you, are you, are you, Jason, are we entering your manga era? Are you bringing manga nonstop to the show now? I would love that. Jason, I, I mean, would love that. Not nonstop, but like I've I've always, readers, I've always read I've always read manga. I've no version. Readers of manga. can't see it; they can't see you, you know, because because we're on a video call, but we're, this is an audio medium. Yeah, I would love it if you just over the course of a year, your whole room, the whole space, you and the space, just got more weaved out. Like oh, we're God. gonna end with like Inuyasha wall scrolls on your on your I, in your room. <laughs> so i would you're love saying, it i'd love so, so, it <laughs> so so you're saying you're saying you want me to become the type of person who calls every anime or manga by its original japanese name yes Is, like, I, like, I, like, I wanna, that's the level you want me jason at. <laughs> let's journey to that place together i believe in us we can achieve it i also read delicious goal. in dungeon man oh such a oh, good yeah, one shit. that's not on the viz app but like it's it's very very good that's yen yeah. press so yeah, yeah shit man manga's real yeah. good 
We have so many recommendations in this to read. I gotta throw out this this pile of Euro books and start reading some more manga. Shit. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I goofed. No, I I am very excited to read more of this. I'm probably gonna bring uh more of the volumes into the to read pile uh with any other further observations that I have. I also have another uh set of old Euro comics from the 70s. I bought three of six hardcovers of this particular story that I'm like very interested in getting into. It's been on my pile for a while. It's an artist who uh, passed away within like the last year. And then uh, somebody in my discord actually, who reads a lot of Euro comics was like, this person passed away and their works legendary. And I had never heard of them. And I was like, I'm going to pick up the half of this and see how it is. And I just haven't, ah, man, it's like finding, finding the heck in time, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't a read lot this of that, yet, but I really want oh, to. Oh, yeah, some some uh, blueberry going on there, huh? Yeah, yeah, this Man, is a book barn find. I feel like uh, lately I've been seeing uh, Mobius's, uh, was it I, iCal or Incal or, or something oh, like the, that? Uh, the, yeah, the, there's a before Incal, there's the Incal. That was the book that he did with uh, Ron, uh, Ron Jaworski. Uh, yeah. Or, or, or Jaworski, I forget his first name, who was a director and almost made Dune, but then quit movies after it. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, I've been seeing that pop up in my feed a lot and it's in my local comic shop and I keep being like, maybe, maybe. Man, I don't know. Too many damn good comics to read. Yeah. Yeah. This this other Euro comic that I'm reading um is extremely wordy and this is like a hardcover celebration of the story so it's like filled with all these anecdotes in the beginning that are all like really interesting and in how this book predates star wars but like is doing a lot of the stuff that star wars did so mm. i'm like very very interested in it um whenever i finish it uh, i will bring it to the to read and we will yeah. chat about it but it's like yeah. trying to trying to get over that hump of like Okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to read this. It's going to be a lot of words and I just have to get through it. Yeah, th- sometimes sometimes you do. You know, some sometimes you just have to you have to find sometimes you just have to find the flow of a thing and and it can right. sometimes actually be like really like I know I've joked about it but like I'm still very slowly uh, uh quicker now but going through uh William Faulkner's uh Epsilon Epsilon and I've never read Faulkner before. Uh so I really didn't know that he was more like uh, Joyce, which I've never been able to actually like finish uh, Ulysses or uh, Portrait yeah. of the, the Artist as a young man. But uh, I've stuck with Faulkner because like, I mean, the the words are so beautiful. He's it's just so wonderfully written, but so dense and there's very little punctuation. But like once you get used to the rhythm of it, you know, I think is the then thing. Then you can kind of get, yeah, get in the vibe for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like when I tell people who are afraid of watching film uh, films with uh, subtitles because they're like, oh, I'm afraid I'm going to be reading and not paying attention to the uh, to what's going on. And I'm like, well, yeah, that happens at first. But after you kind of start doing it and like if you watch a few like in a row of like, you know, uh, right, non, right, you, you know, non-English films and like you start getting used to, and it, you're always going to miss a little bit anyway, because it's just how those things work but yeah like, you'll you sometimes have to like sometimes you gotta just like yeah p- power through it and 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 find the rhythm right you know the rhythm might not be right. there 
right right away. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put some time. I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna go on a Euro bender, Jason. I'm gonna read these and I'm gonna read the other ones. I'm calling it right now. You know what you can call it. We're gonna. You know what we're gonna have. I mean, we're gonna have on the two read pile. We're gonna have Nick Filardi's grand tour. Because <laughs> I like it. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need to find more fucking Euro comments. Shit. I can help you out with that. Yeah. I <laughs> say that like a drug dealer. Yeah, I got a guy. <laughs> I got a guy. Yeah, I'm on the Viz app, but uh, I got another guy if you're interested. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll take a train up to Quebec. Go to the actual uh, D and Q should, store. We should we should wrap this up. Is there an actual yeah. D and Q store? Yeah. Shit, yeah, man. In, in, in uh, Montreal, I believe. Ah, oh, I gotta go. I gotta go. Yeah. They they spoil us. They do. Jason, where can Nick, people find you? People can find me at King of Black Asses on Twitter. They can find me at and us at World Second Finest on the Twitter machine. That's World Second with a two. Trying to let people know what's going on. And mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, just uh, find me if you ever feel like it. I, I'm a talker and I, I'll talk about anything. <laughs> you know? I, uh, I'm at linktree.com slash Nick Phil, uh, also at twitter.com slash Nick Phil, youtube.com slash Nick Phil, discord something. I didn't get to write, <laughs> I didn't get to write that link. So I don't, I don't know what the link is offhand, but it's on my link tree. You can hop in the discord, uh, where we talk about comics, games, everything. Uh, Jason, just a heads up. I know I said that I was going to go, I immediately am going back on my Euro <laughs> Nick Filardi's grand tour because uh, you said that and I was like yeah that makes a lot of sense and then I realized oh Zelda Tears of the Kingdom comes out on Friday and I was like I'm gonna play this game all weekend long and Shannon's like no we're going on a hike and I was like I'm gonna play this game all weekend long except for going on the hike so I don't know we'll see we'll see if I read anything for the two read pile next next time uh, but yeah don't We'll don't see. don't worry. I'm just gonna pretend that Zelda is uh the new Zelda game is a a Euro comic. And yeah, I'll act confused did, when it's not. They did make some mangas, by the way. We c- I can bring some Nintendo manga to the to the pod one of these days. Ooh, I say do yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.